hey everybody uh, this is a really special episode of the youth Mystery booster podcast so usually if you're listening there's there's a guest on the other side of the microphone and we're interviewing we're asking questions about areas of expertise or their biography and ministry or we've done a, recently some live shows on facebook with our friend Kristen lascola so chad and uh Kristen and i get to hang out and talk live interact with the audience so it's both a fun event and then a cool replay if you're listening but chad and i were talking the last couple of weeks and we haven't had a conversation like the one we're about to have in a long time. And we, we wanted to have that because there's been a lot of life happen. And and we also wanted to not in a way that we have figured out, but at least just kind of invite you into our friendship and modeling of checking in with each other. And hopefully you'll hear some of the honesty and the pushback that we ask of each other. And sometimes the humor comes out other times the, uh, you know, the coachy coachy, can you try better, do harder comes out. So <laughs> So this is this is the chat with uh, Chad and I uh, that we would have pretty much three to four times a week uh, that we just wanted to share with you guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I, we think that this is really important, not only for, for Zach and myself, but for every youth minister that you have people in your life that can pour into you and, and, and also just lift you up. And so it, honestly, that's one of the big reasons that we started Youth Ministry Booster and, and it functions the way it does. And so if, if you're uh, interested in just great conversations with other youth pastors, having people that you know and trust over time. Uh, we'd love to invite you to come into the conversation at Youth Ministry Booster. Come check it out. Um, we would love to get to know you and, and say hello. Uh, but for for Zach and I, this is kind of where everything started. Um, and if you've listened to our yeah. podcast for a while, um, when it was just Zach and myself, every once in a while we would do these episodes where we just talk about life and maybe ask a big question to each other and see what was going on life change life success ministry failures it's all in there <laughs> yeah, you know part of the heart of what we've always tried to do there are so many phenomenal student ministry podcasts out there that really talk about the practical things of student ministry and how to do them and while we we always want to give good practices at the heart of what we do and this underlying thread that always comes through youth ministry booster is really about the heart right like where are we yeah. at as student pastors? Why are we asking the questions we are? Are we healthy? Are we not healthy? Um, because I think that we always have to be examining our own heart, our own mind, along with our practices to make sure that our ministry is healthy and that we're healthy along the way. Well, can I kind of lead with that? Because that's one of the things. So the question that we're going to ask today is, what have you been learning recently? Just a very open-ended, what are you learning? Share those kind of things. And I, I, I would, I think I would openly confess to our listening audience, Chad, that I got really good at doing ministry. And I, even the last couple of weeks, had the heart check of sometimes if you have a thing figured out and you just kind of know what to do, you can take yourself out of being invested in it. Uh, and so just because the ministry is off and running, I mean, you, you guys hear me talk all the time about like processes and systems and leadership and like having things in their certain place and having routines for stuff. But man, I, some, sometimes it'll take you right out of it and, and you'll end up just like performing the ministry and not participating in it where there's like no stake for you, right? Like, like the, there's no investment or win or loss for you because it's, it's both like a protective shield and also maybe just comes with being like seasoned enough or calloused enough to know like things can just kind of run without having you to have like the certain like kind of emotional investment in it. And, and I, I've got to be real and just say that like, 
I'm thankful sir, for some friends in my life. I'm thankful for you, Chad. But like the last couple of weeks, man, like I have not been personally invested in my youth ministry of my church at the level that I think is required. And, and I'm working on that. I'm trying to prepare myself for summer to see that as an opportunity to do a better job, but I have not let it seep into me. Uh-huh. <laughs> In the same way that I would want it to seep into my students. Like I, I have, I have not put my heart on the line in about a month or two. And it's, how'd you identify that? Uh, my, uh, high school minister called me out. Yes. on Yes. <laughs> she straight up called me out on it and she called me out on a way that maybe if she's listening to this, she doesn't even know, but she called me out on it in a way of like, so Sunday happened but was it your best? Oh, yes. And, uh, that, man, like that, like, and we have, we have the working relationship where she's allowed to speak as honestly as we can, because we all know that, especially when we have our Tuesday traffic meetings of like, that's, we, we all come with questions and we all want to answer each other's questions. And, and it hit me, it hit me like right in the chest of like, nope, it was totally a B plus. And I felt like I knew it was a B plus going into it. And I was fine with the B plus. I mean, it was one of those like, you you do just as required, right? We've talked about your seminary homework yeah. sometimes, Chad, of like, yeah, like, I mean, it's good enough. I mean, like, it's the papers turned in and it was long enough and it covered all the topics, but I wasn't like, you didn't like, like turn it in and be like, ha, ah, the world might get changed because yeah. of this one. And I, and I think like, man, like it's so easy to fall into that trap of like, when you got done with your Sunday morning, both in like the small groups and the teaching and the preparations, like, did you lay it on the line all in that someone might have their life changed. And I, I gotta be honest, like the week I got called on this, I'm pretty sure that I walked into Sunday and walked out of Sunday and thought, yeah, so what, okay, let me ask you this. I, this isn't at all what we were going to talk about, but I'm probing. What, oh, man. It's what, fresh too. what has led you to that place? Um, and like, how, how do you identify it along the way? I oh, mean, it's, it's just the grind. Okay. It's just the stinking grind of always a little bit this week, always a little bit more next week. And I, I, I think if I could trace it back is I, I hadn't had a day. Um, I, I talked to you even the other day. I like, like we had a, we had a, a moment where it was like, I was supposed to have like a lunch call right, and it right. didn't happen. And so I had like this like half hour window of just like kind of like silence and reflection but I had loaded myself up with so much going on and I have routinized myself so well that I didn't leave any, uh, it's really Vogue right now. I didn't leave any white space. I didn't leave any opportunity. I didn't leave any moments for surprise. Right. And so like what I had thought was good, clean machinery, good, clean process and routine had really like etched out all the opportunity for like surprise uh, or the time it takes to be like kind of caught off guard by something new or different or, or to really like pour yourself into to put yourself into something that might not give you the exact amount back. Right. Like this, it, it's the, it's the, I had been living the gym life of like, I put my 30 in on the elliptical. I put my 20 in on weights. I do 10 minutes of, of tummy crunches. I shower, I go, but there was never any moment where it was like, I might sit here with this passage of scripture and I may get a sermon out of it or I may just read it. And I had lost, I had lost that innocence. I had lost that um, childlike faith 
fullness, like it just, whatever it was, like I had just put everything into all, I had checked all the boxes. I had put everything into compartments and I had checked all the boxes for enough weeks in a row that I let it stop affecting me. And so in whatever ways I had insulated myself, I had allowed my ministry to stop affecting me. And that was the problem. Mm. That's huge, man. I, I think identifying that. Isn't it so true that when we get in the midst of the grind, our heart seems like it's the first thing that goes? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then our our mind yeah. is like right next. And then and then for me, I, I get to this place of like despair after there, right? Like mm. I grind, grind, grind. My heart's no longer in it. Then I stop focusing. Yeah, no I, I stop focusing, it. right? I, I get to this place where either like uh, I either say it's good enough or I just go on to the next thing, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then oftentimes, like that, just leaves this. I don't know. It, there, well, there's no satisfaction can, in it, right? If I can look back, I think one of the things that I should have noticed then that I only notice now is I stopped having some of those conversations, those after nine conversations of like, was it worth it tonight? Did I make a difference today? Cause I had just done the right. thing. Right. And I, I think for, for a lot of youth ministers listening, especially maybe the springtime season, cause you're thinking about camp or you're thinking about just getting through the year. You just kind of done with it over it or whatever. Like we, we can stop. And, I, and I, again, like the other side of the pendulum is to ride the roller coaster of like good week, bad right. week, good week, bad week. But like, cause that's bad too. But also to be so boxed in that you like, you're so guard railed in that you have like no like joy or despair. Mm. <laughs> It just, it just, it's all synthesized. It's just all like ironed out. And that's, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be there again. And I'm glad I have people in my life that could call me out on it, but I I don't know if I would have seen it for myself Yeah. until, until someone it's the, it's the whole moment of like, Hey man, like you never wear those, those shirts anymore. Why is that? You're like, I got too big for them (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. Or it's like the, I, I, Hey man, I had this wedding coming up and I can't wear that suit anymore. I guess I have gained right. weight, you know, or whatever. Like it's one of those, like someone else has to call you out on it because you're just going to keep adjusting and buying slacker sweatpants. <laughs> so how do you, how do you change that? How do you like, or do you feel like you're still in that or? I'm still in it. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I've got, I've got to find joy again. I've got to find surprise again. I've got to find white space again. I've got to find ways to, um, but I haven't learned it yet, but I will tell you what I'm learning. Um, is even youth ministers that seem like they have it all together might be in the most dangerous position. Oh, I, I absolutely believe that. One, 110%. You know, I, I talk a lot about, <laughs> the, there seems like there's this like wave that happens in student ministry. Like when you first start, um, you you know that you know nothing, right? And so you become uh, super dependent on the Lord and the knowledge of those around you. And then yeah. as you... Be- or you're like second guessing, so you're always like asking right, for right, help right. or wanting to learn more. Make me better, make me sharper. Yeah. And then as as you grow and as you learn, you become less dependent. Because mm-hmm. uh, you figured you it figured out. figured it out. <laughs> and not only less de- dependent on the other like ministers and other people around you, um, but eventually you get less dependent on the Lord. And... Mm-hmm. I think it's not until you get over that hump that you really start to see God use you in your ministry. And I've seen a lot of people grow and have effective organizations, but 
I don't know that I've, I've seen anybody have an effective ministry that hasn't figured that out. And, and, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a really crucial like step that we, that we walk through is this like humbling ourselves. And so my encouragement to you, Zach, is as a friend who knows you, don't try to find your worth and value in what you do. Um, but just that continued reminder of the one who leads your ministry, right? Like finding, finding your value and finding your worth in him, um, Mm. even in the midst of it all, right? Like in the midst of that sermon, in the midst of that work, right? Like in all the busyness, like that he would use you, right? Like Mm. in the big and the small and and being like Mm. truly grateful in that and resting in that, right? I I think you identified it, like finding those places to rest. But And and I think rest in itself is good, but if rest doesn't point us to um, submission of the Lord, then I think it's just a like... (laughs) A state of a Embrace. state of sleep, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, um, right. right. I, I think we find we find the, the rest should return you yeah, somewhere, yeah. right? The rest should like should like it should carry you. I mean, it's not just you're not it's not a pause button. It's you're still active, right. you're still moving, and so mm. that's good, man. Well, but you, man, your whole life just got changed. That you are now in a you're in a whole new role of life. Yeah. What do you? Learning? Here's what I learned. Uh, I for the first time in my life. Um, and, and a year ago, right? Like literally almost a year to the day we walked through, uh, hospital stays for quite a while as well through my whole gallbladder stuff. Um, May is not a good month for me or apparently, right? Um, (laughs) it's suspect it's May. You're now on alert. So for May, 2019, watch out. Chad's coming for uh, you. Or it's a really great time for me. Um, Mm. So, you know, we were expecting to have our little girl, Malia, June 8th. She came April the 20th, yeah. um, which is is uh, slightly ahead of schedule. Um, and, you know, we spent, we spent almost a month in the hospital. Um, what did I – here's what I learned during that time. I learned, I think, how to care for someone better – when they're walking through difficulty Um, in in some good things that people did while we were there. And then some things where I was like, man, have I ever been guilty of that as well? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Do you have like a full new appreciation for like nurses? Yes. And I, I have a full new appreciation for people that know how to minister to others in times of hardship. Uh, like true care. Yeah, taking. yeah. They're, man, there's. Tell, tell there's me, such tell me a more. Cause like that's, that. that's a different distinction. Cause there's, again, we're talking about performing the yeah. role versus like genuine care. So when, when, when does genuine care show so, up? So uh, one, I think understanding who you're trying to care for is really, really important. Right. Um, I, I think, I think that is really, really crucial. Um, I, I think a lot of times when people are going through hardship, I think unknowingly, selfishly, we put ourselves in their shoes and then we project mm. our own emotions on it, if that makes sense. You know, for us, it was this very crazy, like, 
three-day period, right? Where all of a sudden we have to go into the hospital. Um, all of a sudden the doctor's whole demeanors change very quickly, right? I mean, they start throwing around things like, well, we may lose the baby. Your wife may have a seizure, all of these kind of things. Um, and so I'm terrified, right? Um, and, and then, you know, Malia comes early, but she's healthy and my wife's healthy and all those kind of things. And then we would see people over the next couple of weeks. Right. And like, you know, I just had a, I just had a baby. I'm excited. You know what I mean? All these things. And, uh, and, and sometimes people, their first words were, I'm so sorry. Right. And I'm like, Mm. I'm like, the first time, the first time I heard it, like it didn't compute. Right. Like. Yeah. Martha and I have talked, you know, our baby was born at three pounds. We we haven't been around kids a whole lot in our life, right? Like I'm around teenagers. This is your first yeah, kid. I, right, I'm around right. teenagers a ton. I'm not around babies very often. Uh, and so as we started holding Malia, she's three pounds. Like for us, like this is our baby, you know? Uh, we yeah. see other babies that are like newborn at term or whatever. I'm like, that's the largest baby I've ever seen. They're like, how big is <laughs> What's wrong with <laughs> your baby? It's huge. <laughs> right? They're, you're like, you got huge you're like oh my God, how big is that baby? <laughs> oh, man. They're like, it's seven pounds. I'm like, oh my God, how do you even carry something that size? <laughs> oh, it's so heavy. Your head's going to fall over. <laughs> um, but but just th- those being aware of what we say, right, of, of how important mm. those kind of things are um, along the way, like um, m- making your care, uh, <laughs> I-, I think in, in times like that, I think if you want to care for someone and you want to help them out, take the initiative, right? Mm. Um I don't know how many people would call or text and was like, Hey, we want to, we want to do this. We need you to do this, this, and this to make that possible. Right. And, and you're just like, wait, uh, I don't, I don't know. Just if you want to bring something, just bring something right. Like, uh, or, or whatever. And, um, and, and so I think in the midst of everything, when you've got other things that you're trying to figure out, People to come by and help, they're the most helpful when they just help, right? Instead yeah. of going, hey, I, I, I need you to do all of these kind of things um, so I can get you a lunch, right? Or whatever. Right. Um, Tell me what you want. Give me your order. Text me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, can you meet me out front? You know what I mean? I can't really find a right. you know. And, and you want to be, and, and that's the hard part, right, is when you're in the midst of that, you are so grateful and you do feel very, like, humbled by it that you start feeling like, oh, like, I don't want to make them, put them out, all those kind of things. Yeah. And, and I think we have to remember, like, it's good to allow people to serve, and hopefully we learn that process as well, right? Like we learn how to serve people as well through that. And I, I think for, for me, I, I feel like I learned that. I, I learned some of that process of – Because you're not a guy that asks for a lot of help. No, and, and that's, that's that, what's hard that's, for me, and that's why I started you're not with, You're not a help asker. Right. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think that that's why I, I started this with you've got to understand who you're, you're trying to help. Um. Mm-hmm. And and who who they are and you know what I mean those kind of things um, along the way and, and so 
I, I would say this. When we step in to help someone, hopefully we've been building a foundation of a relationship well before it so mm. we know. So I'll give you as an example, Zach, right? Okay. Uh, you came and saw us at the uh, at the hospital, right? Yeah. Um, you're, you're my friend, yeah, right? And that's my that's my new baby. You, that's my that's my new niece. But you rolled in. You got two Dr. Peppers for us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you're not calling. Go, hey, what do you guys want? All this kind of deal, right? Like, you showed up. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't just show up. You asked, like, hey, what's a good time? I said, what's the window I can show right. up? And you said, come between this because they're taking the baby And up. that helped, right? Um, the, I, I think knowing how to walk those lines and what those relationships are. And so I think for us, when we, we'll bring it back to a student ministry level, to know how to hurt, to know how to help your students who are hurting you have to know how to help them when they're not. And that causes us to have relationship with them in the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that that gives it this importance, right? Like you're, when you're frustrated about hanging out at the game, right? Or whatever, or yeah. the lock-in, know that you're building a foundation of a ministry um, for for your church and for that student, um, that you have the opportunity to speak into their life and to walk alongside of them when it's difficult. And so, um, I think I think that's something that I realize about myself. I know that uh, I put up fences, right? Like in my own life, and I I'd probably I probably get close. Uh, I probably don't get as close to as many people as I should. Um, okay. And that's, that's maybe harder to say than it should be for me. Um, maybe you've missed out on some opportunities because of, I mean, you know, Zach, didn't you want to keep this to like about 20 minutes? I don't know when you really need to want to go into that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but no, that's a vulnerable moment for me. Right. Like, um, I, I think that's a reality of who I am. And, um, I, I don't know that I've fully figured out why I do that, um, yet, but I think it's something that I'm trying to figure out um, mm. of of why I do relationships in those kind of ways. I I, I don't know, um, mm. but but I hope that um, for my little girl's sake, she sees different in me, right? Mm. Uh, that she sees her dad not only care for her but her friends and other people around us in our life that points them to Jesus and points her to Jesus. And so that's, that's hopefully what I learned.
upside down. And I'm gonna show you things you've never seen.